jealous man, but Johanna fell in love. He kept saying the man dealt a bad hand. So deep in the night, when all the world is quiet, someone came and took her lover's life. Hey, all my vamps and wraiths and ghouls. A huge, weird welcome to Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. Thank you so much for stopping by. Seriously, it's always greatly appreciated. The tunes are courtesy of country legend, my friend, Bobby Mackey. And I, of course, am your host, Tessa Morrow. The man sits in his favorite lounger chair. He turns off the TV and listens. Crickets. Always crickets. He looks out into his backyard. You see, his backyard is basically the forest. Tall trees for as far as the eye can see. Suddenly, the crickets stop, as if anticipating an unseen danger. He sees the trees move about wildly, and a shrill cry. What the hell was that? A banshee? A werewolf? Bigfoot? An alien? He shakes it off and laughs. Bob, you watch way too much television, he tells himself. He gets up, walks over to a large window overlooking the yard, the woods, when suddenly, BOO! <laughs> Things going bump in the night. Whether you're a hardened skeptic or a believer since birth, stories, myths, legends, and tales have been shared about these creatures and many others for centuries. Not only that, but there have been sightings Now, besides investigating the paranormal, I'm an avid reader. My collection, my library, I consider worthy. And believe you me, when I see a new book about the paranormal, the supernatural, the unexplained, or the just true, creepy, and bizarre, I have to have it. I do. The weird books have all of that, and then some. They have legends, true accounts, haunted locations, and so much more. Whatever state you're from, there's probably a weird book for you, my friends, telling stories of places you've heard of or been to, and then maybe some places that you never knew even existed. In my collection of books stands one called Weird Hauntings, True Tales of Ghostly Places. I got in touch with a woman connected to this book and many others. Her name is Joanne Austin. Joanne is a senior editor at Weird New Jersey Magazine, where she edited two special editions, Tales from Clinton Road and Last Exit, Travels with Death in the Garden State. She's also interviewed a wide range of weirdly interesting people, including the amazing Kreskin, Jonathan the Impaler Sharky, and sci-fi author Jeffrey Ford. 
She compiled and edited the award-winning anthology Weird Hauntings, True Tales of Ghostly Places, which was reissued in 2018 as Weird Ghosts, True Tales of the Eeriest Legends and Hair-Raising Hauntings Across America. And a second book, Weird Encounters, True Tales of Haunted Places. You can see more of her work at Joanne. M is in magnificent Austin.com. Again, that's Joanne M Austin.com. Now let's jump right into this amazing, phenomenal interview. Can't wait to see what Joanne has to say. Warning, things are about to get weird, my dear friends. You're about to go somewhere that has never been ventured before. Access granted. Joanne Austin, thank you so much for joining me on this week's special episode. I'm so stoked to have you here. Thanks, Tessa. Thanks for having me. Oh, pleasure is absolutely all mine. So in the beginning of Weird Hauntings, you say, quote, Our goal is to at least make you jump a little when the doorbell rings, if not completely disturb you to the point of sleeplessness. I dig that, Joanne. You know, (laughs) like seriously, since childhood, I've always loved everything scary. You know, it's like, forget the Barbies and the G.I. Joes and that stuff. I, I don't know what it is about like cuddling up on the couch with a blanket and watch a terrifying movie or read a scary book you know i mean is it just me or it's is that great right yeah it's considered mm-hmm. a good night right <laughs> my favorite stuff that's for sure mine too absolutely you know so joanne how did you get into the weird series i absolutely love them by the way oh good no yeah i originally had read about the magazine weird new jersey in a Star Ledger article that was published back in 1998. And I knew of a place that I passed a lot when I was growing up that would fit totally into what they were writing about. I guess I got a copy of the magazine. I read it. I was like, oh my God, I know something that could totally fit into this. So I wrote to them with a story about this place that I refer to as the Dollhouse of Salem Street, which is in Dover, New Jersey. And it's just this freaky house that had dolls attached to the front of the house and every time I drove past it my mom would take us we were going shopping and you know every time we would go back and forth I'd see it and it just was the strangest looking house and it really disturbed me so for years I kind of like kept that like to my you know it was in my head and I just when I saw that there was a magazine I wrote to them about that and I included the story and then I also included photographs of another location in Vernon New Jersey which is where I live and it's it's called the it's a tree that looks like a rabbit and it's called the rabbit tree and it's basically one of those um surveyor kind of trees where they cut it in a certain way and it just grows like that over time to mark properties but it really does look like a rabbit if you look at it so i sent them photos of that too and they liked the stuff that i sent them and at the time i said hey if you need any additional you know help with editing the magazine or stories or things like that i'm totally into it and it really just kind of went from there that is awesome that is so mm-hmm. cool that like that it happened like you know you're just writing as a fan admiring their stuff and showing them a little inside peek of your life and what you like mm-hmm. kind of deal with on a normal basis and that was really cool that they responded back and here you are you yeah. know with them now and that is really cool that kind of when you were talking about the dolls with the house that kind of made me think of in Mexico you know that little doll island of the man who drowned yeah. and all the creepy dolls and that's 
That's interesting. Makes me wonder, is the house still up with the dolls or, it's you know? It's not. Oh, no. I think back in the 1990s, the people who lived there sold it and they moved and they took all, you know, the dolls down because I guess the next people that lived in there weren't really into having that on the house. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess when they left, that ceased to be. But the house is still there and it's funny because I'll drive past it once in a while and I remember what it used to look like so it was kind of funny and I'm trying I swear there was an article in the paper when that house was sold that talked about it and I was trying a couple years back to find that article and I just I can't so I have to do a little bit more research into like real estate transactions or something like that to see if I can find it but yeah so yeah that house doesn't exist anymore at least as far as being a dollhouse it's just a house right yeah, well, that's the beauty with the internet. If you dig deep enough, I'm sure you'll find. Uh, I'm sure you'll find it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a project for you know after things pass. <laughs> right, absolutely, <Yeah>. Joanne. <laughs> I know this may be a challenging question due to how many there are, but what are your top three favorite encounters from the books, the weird books that you've worked on, the ones that kind of like really stuck with you, your favorite, the most memorable? The ghost books? The top three would probably be the story uh, about Fort Mifflin outside of Philadelphia, and that's mostly because there's a really cool ghost photo that goes with that one. Mm. The next one would probably be the Man of the House is the title. It's uh, in the Haunted House chapter, and it's probably the closest that we have in this first book to to an actual like kind of Hollywood ghost experience because it's got all the the bells and whistles and you know people getting chased out of their home. Yeah, and then probably the third is Kennedy Space Center oh. and. The the launch pad where the three astronauts that were in that horrible fire and died in it that location supposedly has some haunting experiences in it so that's that's probably the third and, and the main reason why i like that one is not because of the circumstances because they're horrible yeah but the fact that you're taking something that involves technology and sending people into space but then you have this other aspect of, of the paranormal that kind of comes into it a little bit. So that's that's the third story from right. the book that I like. Yeah, and, it, you know, obviously when somebody, such, you know, three horrific sudden deaths, it's no surprise that there would be hauntings there. You, you know, something that was so horrific that happened. A few of my favorite, Joanne, in that book, uh, Weird Hauntings, are about the spirit of a, the woman on Hutchinson Island. And mm -hmm. then it was just a little tidbit, you know, a little paragraph, but about the ghostly laborer, the apparition of the laborer scene, whipping his oxen in the field, you know? Um, yeah. Just like some really neat ones. That's why I love those books. They're, they're so neat and have so many different things from different places, like the Pinewood Scratcher with the cemetery, you know, that guy yeah. getting scratched a couple times and... There was even one where a guy saw an apparition of a soldier and it really stood out to me because it happened at Camp Lejeune and I live like a 
just the you know a rock's throw away from Camp Lejeune. I take a picture in my right. backyard, and that's where it says I am. And so it, it's really neat when you read those books and go, "Hey, I live there," or "Hey, I've been there. I've seen that before." You know, mm-hmm. it just kind of definitely a ton of jam packed stuff in those books, and a little something for everyone. We tried with the books to get you know this. Weird Hauntings, the second book was Weird Encounters, and then Weird Hauntings has been reprinted as Weird Ghosts, but it's the same book with the same stories in it. But what we tried to do was go around the country and just get a, a, like you said, like a little sampling from everywhere that we could. The stories are supposedly true stories, and we also tried to get as many stories in the book as we could that you could actually visit. I mean, there's some places, like people's homes that you probably won't be able to go and do an investigation and but if you're interested in doing investigations there's restaurants there's hotels there's there's schools there's places where you know you may have some better opportunity for access to them right and that's what i love because after almost every story like you said the private homes obviously you won't throw the address out there and understandably so but Mm -hmm. you know like okay like the tutwiler hotel it's like, okay, that's cool. You have the address there and, you know, you could always check it out. And again, I love when I'm reading something that's featured that I've been to, like the Tutwiler Hotel. I'm reading about the Knocker Spirit. I was like, I've been there before and I've experienced the Knocker Spirit myself. You I have. mean, I have. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was really interesting. I, you know, Sloss Furnaces, as you probably know, is only like four or five miles away from the Tutwiler. And so... Okay. Yeah, super, super close. And so I went to Sloss the following day, but I stayed the night at Tutwiler. And as soon as I got there, I even asked them, you know, I already checked in, but I said, look, I'm a paranormal investigator. I know this place has some history, whatever. And the guy's like, what room did you get? And I told him, he's like, oh, no, that won't work. You need this floor on this room. So he kind of upgraded me, I think, and and moved me around. And it was the weirdest thing, Joanne. I tell you, when I went there, it was like time... I would I would do like a say like a EVP session in the room right and mm-hmm. it would only feel like a minute but when I would look at the recorder eight minutes had gone by and it was it was and that happened several times where it's like time stood still or didn't exist or I lost time and I was like that is so weird so then when I would listen to the things to the sessions I'm like I said that or what when did this happen and it was the weirdest thing. I ended up talking to Doogie McDougal. You know, he's with the Haunted Towns and, you know, Ghost Asylum and stuff. And he said uh-huh. that when he was in Alabama and Birmingham, that he lost time, too. And it was just really weird, like, how that happened. But anyways, yeah, I would hear the knock. And it was always like when I was in the shower or in the bathroom or something and I would I would run out and go to the door and peek and nobody was there and it wouldn't be like when I'm like laying there watching the tube or something you know but always when I was in the bathroom washing even washing my hands and I'm like and I would be so quick to run back and nothing and so it was really weird you know I travel a lot and I usually don't get it I never get a knock on the door unless it's like delivery that I'm waiting for you know so it's crazy (laughs) That's very cool, though. I, I mean, I've not, I've never been there, so I haven't had a chance to experience anything at all. So that, that's good that you've been able to. Yeah, it's a neat place for sure. I, I recommend people check it out sometime, especially Sloss Furnaces. That place is 
phenomenal, obviously. Yeah. But you know, Joanne, in your bio, it mentions Clinton Road, and I've heard about that place before, and I want to hear more about it. Can you tell us a little bit about this eerie location, that being Clinton Road? Sure. That's a road that's primarily in, in West Milford, New Jersey, and it's 10 miles long, and it's basically a very woody kind of, uh, the, the road is, it's just all woods. There's the watershed on one side of the, the road, too. It's a, it's a North watershed property, so it's got, nobody can build anything on, on mm. that, in that area, basically. And it's a road that has long, long, long been known to have very strange experiences on it. It's, it's one of those roads, it's kind of a typical story with these things where you go, well, it used to be an Indian trail, then it became some kind of, you know, road that, you know, colonial people would be traveling on in, in carts and buggies and things like that, and, and over time, it's just become this road, long, windy, and it's just that people have had some strange experiences on it, and, and I think thanks to the internet, it's become so popular that people will travel just to go drive on Clinton Road at night, and they'll see things... I'm trying to think off the top of my head some of the things that people have seen. Ghosts, strange people following them in their cars, uh, uh, black pickup trucks coming out of nowhere and, and frightening people that drive on it, which I firmly believe are people in West Milford that are just trying to scare the heck out of people. But ghost dogs, there's a castle, a mansion. It was owned by the Cross family, and it's off of Clinton Road. And it became known as Cross Castle. It was built uh, probably in sometime during the 1800s. And the Cross family, I think the main person in the family died and they didn't have the money to maintain it. So they sold it. Mm. And somehow it wound up being the city of Newark that owned the, owned the property eventually. But a lot of things that happened at Cross Castle over time, because it, it, they would have parties in it and then they, nobody took care of it and I think there was a fire eventually and all that was left was this gorgeous stone foundation that was like three stories tall. Wow. It, it was honestly back when it was functioning, it was beautiful and the property had, uh, there was a boathouse and all this other stuff involved with it and it's just sad that it died out like it did but at the same time supposedly people would come back and they would have they, they would be worshipping the devil there people would claim that you know they'd be hiking along trails or something and there'd be like a random goat in the cage that they'd see or there'd be people in robes that would be chasing them out out of the woods one of the better known stories is the little boy there's a bridge in the kind of the middle of Clinton Road as you're driving on it and if you throw a quarter over the bridge there's a ghost child that will throw the quarter back at you and people will stop to do that i don't know how much money people make off of having the quarters thrown into the uh, <laughs> the water there but but yeah that's that's one of the more i think one of the better known stories from from clinton road wow that's neat yeah i i drive a lot i travel a lot from my homes in north carolina and colorado and Along those travels, I definitely have seen so many different places and probably traveled on roads like Clinton Road where mm-hmm. you just like there's been times where I just like get a weird feeling like, OK, I feel like I'm not alone or I'm being watched. And it's not like at an investigation site. It's I'm driving. I'm in my car. And yet I feel mm-hmm. so uneasy. And 
there oh gosh there was one place where i don't remember the name of it or or even where exactly it was but it was in california northern california when i would be driving from there to like la to visit family and oh there was like almost a dam or a reservoir water on the side and every time i would pass through that whole area i just felt like spirits were everywhere and just like I felt so uneasy and then doing more research I I found out that a lot of people died there from car accidents and stuff and I am so mad at myself that I can't remember the name now and it'll probably come to me like when it's too late but <laughs> I know what Clinton Road feels like you know like like those mm-hmm. roads where you're just kind of like oh boy I feel like I'm in danger you know just being around it but then there's that adrenaline that like oh my god what happened here and the history and everything you know right yeah absolutely <laughs> it's wild so you know Joanne throughout the years as a paranormal investigator I've been to so many places and have had tons of encounters with spirits Do you have any encounters or experiences with the paranormal or supernatural that you would like to share? Not any real, I would say, ghost encounters. I think I've had, I've had like some maybe influencing going on, but I've never actually seen a ghost. That's, that's the whole thing. So, um, actually in the Weird Hauntings book in the Cemeteries chapter, I think the very last story in it, it's a story that I wrote about the grave that I, I was I was hiking with friends and we were looking for a cemetery that's in in the woods on North Watershed property but in a different location and we came across, I was hiking and one of those things you know from hiking is you're not really supposed to disturb wildlife you're not supposed to do anything pick flowers or anything like that but for some reason that day I decided to pick some flowers and we hadn't found the cemetery yet and our group kind of went back and backtracked this one section and I sort of just went into the woods in this one spot and I just headed straight into the woods and I eventually stumbled across we were this cemetery that's in the woods and there's it's a cemetery it's got a bunch of different people buried in it but there's one grave in particular and that grave is for a little girl I know she probably would like me to talk about this because when I tell you the story you'll see why so I came across the grave of a little girl named Katie Rome. She was only three years old. And next to her was the grave of her mom, Lucretia, who had died maybe like a couple years after Katie died. Really sad. But I had these flowers with me, and I'm like, why did I pick these flowers? So I had these flowers, and I was like, what am I going to do with these flowers? And I realized nobody goes to these graves. This is a, a cemetery that's basically abandoned in the middle of the woods. Maybe somebody wanted some flowers brought to them so i left the flowers with katie and her mom and and maybe that's something where somebody had communicated something that they needed to somebody passing by who was able to help them out that is such a sweet story i absolutely love it and you know what i'm glad you mentioned it because that was actually one of my favorite stories that i somehow forgot to mention earlier and I didn't know that you wrote that and I thought that was like really really special and cool and 
There's been times where I visit little cemeteries that are off the beaten path, if you will, and they're never visited. And you could tell they're never visited. Like just yeah. the, you know, the the weeds are higher than the headstones and just like. Absolutely. You know, it, it probably it's like it feels good for the spirits that someone cares, someone's visiting. And how special that like usually, like you said, you never pick flowers or anything like that. And something told you do it, you know, and it was so special that, hey, here you go. Here's a present from me to you. And, you know, do you know how little Katie died? Three years old? That's heartbreaking. No. You know, back then, it could have been from any kind of thing. It could have been a flu. It could have been something else. Yeah. No, absolutely. So earlier last year, I I had done an episode on sleep paralysis and night terror, something that I've experienced forever. Via email, you had mentioned that you've had experiences with that. Such a terrifying thing to go through, by the way. Um, it really is. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little about those encounters? Sure, because those, for a long time, I thought were uh, something paranormal, but they weren't. When I was a teenager... I had a number of sleep paralysis experiences for about a year. I was under a lot of stress at the time, and I think that that had something to do with my experiences. And, you know, back when I was a teenager, we didn't really have the internet like people do now, so I had no idea what I was experiencing. I had no idea what I was going through. And I think the first time I had an experience, you know, you know probably from having them yourself, you know, you're not awake, but you think you're awake. Yeah. And you're stuck in bed, and in my case, I could move my eyes around, but I couldn't move the rest of my body. And it was terrifying. And and what I wound up doing was, I, I, if I could focus all of my attention on moving a pinky on one of my hands, that's how I could break out of it. And then I would be awake, for real, and moving around and going, what the hell happened to me? Wow. Um, and this happened a bunch of times. The one time that I had it happen, it was it was actually pretty cool if it weren't, weren't so terrifying at the time, but I was in sleep paralysis mode, and I'm lying there, and I felt a rope kind of wrapping around me, like, from a distance. Like, you ever see somebody, like, in those old movies where you have uh, somebody being tied to a train, like, train tracks? Yeah. So it was a sensation, like... I was being wrapped around something, like my bed, really, with a rope or a cord to hold me down. And the thing about it was that it wasn't an infinite rope. As it was going around, it was actually getting shorter and shorter as the rope got shorter. So it stopped at a certain point. And I guess after that, I was able to kind of, like, wiggle my pinky and get out of it. But it was just the strangest sensation I, I just, I, I, it's unforgettable. I'll never forget that one particular time that I had it happen. Wow. And it is really scary when that happens. You know, sometimes it happens for people, sometimes it never happens. They never experience it. But for others, mm-hmm. it's like maybe a one-time thing. But then there's other people who it kind of, throughout the years it happens. And it's scary. It really is. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's it's not a good feeling to have. I don't wish it on my worst enemy, you know? Yeah. I mean, at least people are talking about it now so that if it happens to you, you might know better what it is as opposed to, you know, back in the 1980s where it was like, I don't know what the heck this is. I had friends at the time that were, I, I say practicing witchcraft, but they weren't really practicing witchcraft. So this other time I had an experience 
and it was like kind of kind of like a classic sleep paralysis experience combined with uh, moments where you have something standing at the end of your bed. Oh yeah. And for some people, those things standing at the end of the bed are the grays. So people think it's actually you know a UFO experience as opposed to a ghost experience or a demonic experience. In my case, the one time it happened, I I woke up and. It, I mean, I didn't wake up. I was sleep paralysis. I was looking at the end of my bed, and there was this presence at the end of the bed. It was gray. It looked like it didn't have features. It was just kind of a gray sort of, but it definitely was like a thing. It wasn't just like a cardboard kind of a thing. Yeah. But it looked like, <laughs> I was like, okay, so this is a 15-year-old girl thinking this, so it was sort of felt like a football player, but it was a demon. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so <laughs> Interpret that any way that you want to, because I don't know, whatever it was, you know, right. 15-year-old girl, like, what do you want at the end of your bed, but maybe not that. So, anyway, I, you know, that was terrifying, though, because I'd never had something that looked like it was watching over me, so I was kind of like, let's just get that pinky moving to, like, get out of this experience, and, you know, I woke up and it wasn't there anymore, but what I was going to say was that, I had friends that were practicing witchcraft who were reading all kinds of books about things, and my one friend said to me, oh, that must have been the spirit of this demon called, or this must have been this demon that we called Chocola that we were summoning, and I'm like, oh, okay, so that's what that was. <laughs> and, you know, years later, I'm like, no, it was just, you know, my my head playing with me and giving me this experience but but that's all i had back in the 1980s to go by for years i thought it was because my friends were were playing around with stuff you know right yeah and like you said today all you have to do is jump on the internet you know whether it's and your yeah you know your phone your laptop your whatever your tablet and you're just you type in sleep paralysis or night terrors and thousands upon thousands of sites and experiences and encounters and things. And so a lot more reading these days on those things where back then it was just kind of like, okay, what the hell is this? You know, and let me me take my friend's word for it. (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. Okay. My friend's the wiki. (laughs) You know, I've had that too though, you know, and it is eerie when, uh, and there's even times where I wake up though and, and I, I can't move and I see something standing there, a figure, and I, my boyfriend wakes up, and he just sees me, and I just can't speak, I just keep pointing, and it's like I'm talking in tongues, like, I, I I can't, it's almost like I can't find the words to speak, like, no words, I'm just like, and I'm pointing, and, and I'm awake, and I can still see it, though, and it's really, really eerie, Joanna. It's yeah. just like, what the hell is going on? What is this? Is it malevolent? I can't believe me. Yeah, like, what is it? What are its intentions? And a lot of people know this by now who've listened to the podcast and all the episodes. I am terrified of aliens. It's like, no thank you. I'd rather deal with the paranormal anytime mm-hmm aliens you lose tra- you lose time you 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 get experimented on you you you're abducted you, it's just like no thank you <laughs> i'm a wimp <laughs> but no it's 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 yeah it's and, and whatever you're i don't know if that's what you see in your experiences but whatever you know it's just it's 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 scary and that and that definitely adds to the the terror that you experience if that's incorporated into it right and i've never i've never 
thought that it was aliens i always just thought it's this you know it's the paranormal that it's like you know spirits and stuff but who knows what it you know what it really is but yeah i mean there's been times where i'll see a hand hovering over my face or in one case i saw the head of a man floating right by my pillow yeah that was kind of eerie and that was another one where i go yeah 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 that was one where my boyfriend woke up and i was just like frantically pointing and he's like the next day he's like do you remember what happened last night and i'm like uh yeah and you didn't see the head i was like mad that he didn't see the head like how dare you not see this head and i'm awake i'm not dreaming i'm literally awake and i see this thing floating and i'm pointing at it and you can't see it are you uh blind (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah it's really it's a really eerie thing and that's why it's interesting to hear about other people's experiences and encounters yeah. when it comes to that because not one case is the same you know nope. every single one is different and that's what i love and that's why i love having people on to hear about their encounters and experiences and investigations and what have you and I just, you know, even so now, even if you listen to past episodes, there's been times where I like, you know, do some research and I'll like find some things online. And there's even been times where I'm like, oh, and weird New York or weird New Jersey, so you know, and so you might even hear some weirdness, but um, that's fine. That's great. Yeah. But I, I do really appreciate you being on and been really fun. We'll have to do this again. And so before I let Joanne go, I do want to mention real quick that before this happened, she mentioned that she has kind of like a cough. So for several minutes, more than halfway through, she was fine. And when she starts to talk about the case of Katie, the three-year-old, and finding the grave, she started going into these coughing fits. And then, um, you know, we'd take over again and whatever this happened several times and so i just thought that was kind of interesting right joanne how you're fine and then like 35 minutes later all of a sudden just like all these triggering coughing fits it was interesting i, I couldn't get the story out i don't know if that has anything to do with anything but i'll tell you it's it's it is kind of funny how it timed itself like that Right, yeah, absolutely. So who knows? It's for, you know, each person will have their own opinion. But for me, I'm an open-minded person. And, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe there's something more to it. Or, you know, maybe not. But it was just uh, kind of interesting how how that all happened. But anyways, Joanne, such a huge, warm thank you. Being on Paranormal Prowlers Podcast, you were awesome. And I can't wait to have you on again. Thank you so much, Tessa. I really appreciate the time that you took to talk to me. What a neat gal. So please, guys and gals, check out the Weird series if you haven't already. They are totally awesome books. You won't regret it. This week's special city shout-out goes to... Malvern, Pennsylvania. Crown Point, Indiana. Bowling Green, Kentucky. Love that name. That's pretty cool. Manchester, England. Know some people there. And Bishop's Cleave, England. You guys, thank you again so much. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Listen to the others, folks. They're equally awesome and spooktacular. Haven't heard every single episode yet? Uh, No need to cry, my friends. Just go to any of the podcast platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Spotify, 
podcast addict, wherever you venture to, to listen to your other amazing podcasts, you'll surely find Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends all about it, too. Big shout out to this week's awesome guest, Joanne Austin. See you next week.